I'm on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, CHP, see the phenol. Hey, you. Lost their life this past week, and I'm uh, going to dedicate the show to Mr. Trey Blankenship 
and uh to his family the admin wendy that was her that was his that was uh her brother um also want to give a special shout out to miss connie uh hope that everything's doing all right i hope everybody is is doing well i pray for strength i pray for clarity i pray for I pray. I just. I, I pray for you all, and um, hope that I know things won't be back to normal. But I hope that we can give you some sort of joy in this short amount of time. And uh, that being said, um, want to read a couple couple things to you. Um, and uh, the first thing is from uh, John 14, verses 1 through 4. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I where I am going. Although although the time that we have may be brief, God makes no mistakes when it's time for you to do when it's time for him to do your do his work, he's gonna let you know that it's time. Although he may not be here on earth, he will be here in spirit and he'll also be here in your heart. Also, one more quote, one more, one more verse for you from Revelations 21 and 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. That's some heavy stuff, man. Prayers to you all. My sympathies goes to goes out to you, Miss Wendy, the admin, Casey. DJ EA, who's in the studio with me, the Savage, in the studio with me, also to T Rex, and everybody that's that's been a part of the Live by Terrence Network. Please mourn, please mourn with us as we mourn with, with the admin Wendy. With that, we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back, and we're gonna talk some football. Y'all stay tuned.
on my praise. I be on my praise. I be on my praise. got an awesome workout plan for you. Uh, check him out on all the social media. You can find him, Torrance Rudd. Um, man, it's the it's the it's it's coming to be that to that time again, that time of, that time of year again, where I start singing Christmas songs before Labor Day. You know, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's football season, and it's freshly cut grass. It's it's tailgating. It's it's sitting in the pool at T Rex's house, watching TV in the pool, watching football. You know, some of those things, and it's so much fun to do that. And and to talk about football again, I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. So let's just let's just jump right into it man i mean we we we're gonna be talking football for probably the whole show, probably gonna be talking some other things as well uh but we're gonna talk about some we're gonna we're gonna talk about something that's been really on on my mind before I even talk about any kind of football games man and and the the one thing that i've been i've been really just just thinking about a lot man is is this whole urban Meyer, ohio state bull crap that's going on um we all know that the trustee resigned because he wanted a he wanted a stronger punishment for Urban Meyer. We know that the fan base for for said university is blaming one Tom Herman, and for what I have no idea. I, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to really wrap my head around that around around that. I mean. It's deflection. I mean, not to not to be political in this, but this does sound very Washington like. This does sound very very Trump like in a way. But you didn't hear me say that. I'm not going any further in what I'm saying. I'm just merely saying that this sounds like a lot of BS that does not need to go on because the real victim here is 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 the wife. Is the wife in this? She's the one who she's the one who who got who got tormented, got got beaten up. But nobody is saying I'm sorry to her. Nobody is nobody is is doing what should be done, and that's not only blame the coach because the coach is a molder of men. Contrary to what some people may think. In regards to that, 
where he's a football coach. That's what he's supposed to do, coach. I'm trying to bottle my words together and not use expletives at this point in time because this is a family show, and I like being a family show in a sense, if you get my drift. But my point is this. If you are a coach, you hire someone, and I do understand that there's a lot of things that go along with this, okay? Earl Bruce was was a guy who gave you your shot, okay? The young man that you gave a shot to was the grandson of Earl Bruce, and I, I, I get that. Loyalties go a long way. Thank yous go a long way. But when thank yous turn into just straight out covering up for people, that makes you no guilty. That makes you no no more guiltier than the person that was that was involved in in, in the crime. What Ohio State? What the Ohio State faithful? Forgets forgets to to look at is this is this and simple. I have sisters. What was what if that was your sister? What if that was your daughter? What if that was that was your female cousin that you're close to? What just what if she was a female that you that you just thought the world of? Matter of fact, what if that was your mother? I'm gonna leave that. At, I'm gonna leave that there. I just want I just want to just reiterate that. What if that was your mother that was that was getting hands put on her? I hear crickets and I'm probably going to hear crickets. But I'll move forward. You know, the weekend's going to bring a lot of a lot of great great matchups, early season matchups, only one top 10 matchup. Um, and that's Auburn and Washington. I'll talk about this game a little bit later, but they are they are the only top ten matchup in this in in this week's set of games. Also, we got a top twenty five matchup that will end on Labor Day, and a couple of other top twenty five matchups that that may be really really good matchups. But the one game that that I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of people has not have not talked about have not even thought about is Troy's home game with Boise State this weekend. Troy's coming off an 11 and 2 season, Boise State's coming off a 10 and 3 season. Boise's Boise's going to be going to be poised to show who's the best of the group of 5. And Boise's been that long-time great group of 5 program that's been poised to break into the Power Five conferences. They should be a Big Twelve team right now, but you know, I'm just gonna leave that there. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna talk about that. But I think the game of the week: Troy, Boise State in Troy Veterans Stadium. That's gonna be one of the great games of the weekend. So excited to, to see Neil Brown. Neil Brown. Former former coach, former player at at Troy. And now he's the head coach at Troy. You know, 
the model of consistency that you had at Troy for a long time, you know, was Larry Blakeney, you know, championship after championship, conference championship after conference championship, you know, kind of fell on hard times when you made the, we made the move away when Larry Blakeney retired, you know, you kind of had that transition time where you were trying to find yourself with a new head coach and Neil Brown came in and he's placed his mark on this program. Am I so, am I happy about this? Of course, because that means you got three programs in the state of Alabama. That's really, really good programs along with, with the UAB squad that could be good in the conference USA and South Alabama, who's also in the Sun Belt. So that being said, this could be the game of the week, and I'll tell you why. You have a guy like Brett Rippon who had a pretty much down year due to injuries and, and other things that, that happened to him last year. His numbers were down from, 25, from 2016 and last year, but he was a better quarterback because he became more of a game manager instead of a guy who took over the game when he had to. So, with that being said, there's been some there's been some changes with Boise State as well. I mean, and we 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 don't talk about those changes with Boise State because they're so subtle and they're so and they're so good. I mean, you you have a you have a guy like Leighton Vandenbosch who who I'm sorry, Vandenesh, who goes from Boise and and becomes a first round draft pick to to the Cowboys. And then you have the coaches that have, that have been there, from Dan Hawkins, who moved from from Boise to Colorado, did did a pretty decent job at Colorado, did not give the chance that he should have gotten, to Chris Peterson, who won, who at one point the running joke was, is he going to get 100 wins before he gets 10 losses? Now he's at Washington, and he's doing great things at Washington. You're looking at Brian Harson, who started at Arkansas State, was a replacement for Gus Malzahn at Arkansas State, who moved on to Boise State in 2014. And in his first season there, he takes him to a New Year's Six game. He takes him to, to the Fiesta Bowl. So you so you kind of look at Boise State, and they're, and they're, they're the – the blueprint of what a power of what a group of five teams should be. They can recruit nationwide. They recruit California probably better than any Pac-12 school that's not USC or UCLA or Oregon or Arizona, Arizona State. They can recruit. They can recruit some of the best guys, and they get some of the best guys. I mean, and they can stay in state as well. So with that being said, you got Boise, you got Troy. Troy's got some. Troy gets some great recruits as well. They also get some guys that that you don't think would be great players that turn out to be excellent players. So, I mean, we're gonna see. We're gonna see Troy if they can they can live up to wanting to be that benchmark program in the group of conferences. Moving forward,
You talk about a lot about the quote unquote national champions Central Florida where they want them they want them they wanna value themselves as being a national power, being that, that big smart program in the power of five in that group of five conferences. Not gonna happen. As much as I love Mackenzie Milton, as much as I love I love these guys, they're stepping in conference real early in the American and playing UConn in the, in the early season conference game. UConn's very young. They're going to be starting a red shirt freshman quarterback. Randy Edsall's got his got his has work cut out for him this year. Do I think that they could be a bowl team this year? They probably can if the ball rolls right for them. But they've got to go to they've got to go to UCF. They've got to play Houston and they've got to play. Um, I mean, UConn's schedule does not set up very well for them. I mean, you have UCF, you have Boise. You go to Syracuse, and then, you know, home games against Cincinnati, UMass, SMU, and you finish with Temple. But you got road games at Tulsa. You got road games at USF. And Memphis, Memphis breaking out a new quarterback in Brady White, who's going to be starting for them. So you kind of wonder – what kind of what kind of season can UConn really have? It just makes me wonder what kind of season that you, that UConn can really have. Can UConn be that team? Hmm. I know UConn boasts a good, pretty good recruiting class. That that was probably one of the best recruiting classes in all of in all of the American last season, in all the American in this off season, but. With that being said, how good, how good can UConn be? How good can the American be? Can the American get back to where the Big East was and become not a power five, not the not the power five conferences, but be that those group of six again? Very, 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 very interested to see how this how this is going to look for everybody. Also, also one other you know one other thing about about UCF, Kenzie Milton is probably going to be probably going to be a high trophy contender. Will he be that guy that will be the content that will be in New York in the, in the end of the year? I don't think so. I don't think that 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 it could be that he will be there, but. I think he's going to give a good enough showing to where he could he could potentially make himself be there. I mean, over four thousand yards last year, you know, almost transferred as a graduate transfer to Nebraska with Scott Frost. But it's very 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 rare that you see the kind of athlete that McKenzie Milton is, and. And I'm really hoping, really, really hoping that UCF can keep can keep that momentum going. You know, new head coach, new head coach, new same offense, same same kind of same same players from last year. You know, you lose to King Griffin, who you, you know who was uncomparable, compar- comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you still have McKenzie Milton. You still have a couple receivers that can run the ball, and you have a thousand yard rusher that's coming back for you this year. So, I mean, very, very, very good. Good matchup there. My upset special. I'm, I'm gonna go upset specials here. You know, with a lot of in-state matchups coming about, and a lot of a lot of pretty good, a lot of pretty good good teams that are matching up with each other. I, I'm looking at I, I'm looking at some of the, some of the better matchups here, and and I'm I'm excited to see Texas and Maryland. I'm excited to see Ole Miss Texas Tech. I'm excited to see um, Houston and Rice. You know for for the you know for the old iron skillet. Crosstown rivals, private schools, Rice with the smallest, one of the smallest enrollments in in all of, in all of Division One athletics. Houston with one of the biggest schools in Texas, probably one of the best athletes in, in Ed Oliver, and probably one of the one of the better quarterbacks in in the American and Derek King. This is a good Houston team. This is going to be a good Houston team throughout the season. And Rice, Rice is going to be rebounding. They're, they're still rebuilding. Um, you know, new coach David Bailiff isn't there anymore. Um, David Bailiff did a great job while he was there with the limited resources that he had. But this is a Rice team that's going to be overpowered by Houston. I think Houston will, will overpower Rice um, in that crosstown rivalry. Um, I just think that the firepower for Houston is way too much for Rice. I, I mean, it, it just on paper it looks like it looks like it could be a a really bad shutout. Rice is one of those teams they they kind of they kind of play like a they kind of play like a like a they play like a like one of the service academies. They have a never give up attitude, and and that's the way they play. But one of the games, one of the games I'm looking for. I mean, my upset special this week. A lot of people are picking. A lot of people are picking Auburn to win over Washington, which I think Auburn will, will beat Washington. Um, a lot of people think that think that Cal can beat Cal can beat ten, Cal can beat um, North Carolina. You know that that's that's going to be a pretty decent game, but the game I'm really looking forward to seeing, and I, and I want people to really understand why why I say this could be an upset special. I'm looking at I'm looking at Middle Tennessee and I'm looking at Vandy. Middle Tennessee they lose they lose their quarterback this year in, in Stocksdale. They they've got a new quarterback coming in and playing. They don't lose much on the defensive side of the ball, which was really good last year. Probably better than most. Um, I really think that you look at you look at the roster at Middle Tennessee. You know they're they're veteran laden at, at, in, in some areas, and then they're very young in some areas. They have a healthy mix. They made it to a bowl game. They, they could have. They should have made it to a bowl game last year. Should have made it to a bowl game last year, but they didn't. 
Vandy. Vandy is, is an enigma. You know, they start out so well last year, but they finished kind of bad. Had a little run, you know, here and there last year, but it, it was it was kind of a it was kind of a bit of a of a hit and miss, you know, with Vandy this year. But with Kyle Sharmer being that guy, um, Derek Mason being being the coach there, this is a I mean, a lot of people are calling this a litmus test type game for Vandy, and I'm for one I for one agree I for one agree that if Vandy does not get to get off to a good start that they that they should get off to um, against Middle Tennessee and against Nevada next week. You know, going into going into Notre Dame the week after on the fifteenth, this could be one of the toughest uphill battles I think any school will see in the Southeastern Conference. This is a team that could go into go into start conference play one and two, <laughs> uh, could go into conference play zero and three with a good Nevada team. Even though Nevada's got a got a new head coach, you know, Jay Norvell. You know, is a is a good is a good coach, and he's a great offensive mind. But he's got some great defensive coaches around him that's going to make this team better. So, Nevada could pull the upset next week. Middle Tennessee could pull the upset this week. I mean, it's it's imperative that Vandy gets off to to the kind of start that they need to get off to this year. Um, you know, three and no last year, and then you fall, and then you fall by the wayside. You know that that wasn't good. But that man said, you, "You've got you've got to give them you've got to give them time to get started, and hopefully they hopefully they understand the importance of, of everything. You kind of hope they do anyway." You know, a lot of people, uh, and a lot of people have been asking me, you know, what do I think about Oregon State and, and Ohio State? There's nothing much I really think about about this about this school. This is about either school, uh, Ohio State. You know, with the whole controversy that's going on with Ohio State, as I've stated earlier, I'm going to leave that in the past. But this doesn't take away from the talent that they have on the field because this is a great, talented bunch of kids they have on the field. Um, I think one of the bigger things with Ohio State is are they going to call off the dogs when they have a chance to? And with Oregon State, how are they going to respond to an alum like Jonathan Smith who who has a love and affinity for the school and is an a legend and is a legend at the school was the all-time leading passer at at Oregon State for for uh, for a while before Derek Anderson broke all his records. Uh, there, so I mean, we're, we're looking at a team, we're looking at a school that's that's near the top of of everything, and we're looking at a school that's in shambles right now, um, mentally. I mean, you've had some great players come through there, like Ryan, like like um, like a Ryan Katz, who who was a good quarterback before he transferred. 
like a Matt Moore who came in from UCLA after transferring uh, from UCLA. Um, you've had the Derek Andersons, you've had the Chad Johnsons, you've had the TJ Hoosman's Otters, you've had the Ken Simonsons, the Jacquez and James Rogers. You've had you've had great guys that were great players at Oregon who have made themselves into pretty good pros and and also into pretty good coaches as well. So there's no reason for Oregon State when they have that kind of you have that kind of history behind you with the with the type of players that you recruited and the type of coaches that you've had with a Mike Riley with a with a uh, Dennis Erickson. I mean, and now you have a guy like Jonathan Smith who is a clone of both of those guys because he played for both of those guys. We're really wondering what what kind of Oregon what the Oregon State team are going to see this year? Will we be will we be seeing the late the laid down Oregon State team that we saw last year that just gave up after Game Five and went one and eleven? Were we going to see that fighting Oregon State team in the first five weeks of the season that went one and four? You know, so. That's that's the that's the the litmus test for Oregon State. If they can if they can weather the storm and get through this without being humiliated, they could turn this season into a pretty good season. But Jonathan Smith is changing the culture. He's changing it. He's changing it to where it should be. Why why can't you win at Oregon State? Is what he said in his conference in in, in his press conference. Starting the um, when he was hired as head coach, why can't you win at Oregon State? It's the same thing that that other people said about other about other Pac-12 schools. That's not UCLA. That's not USC. That's not Arizona State uh, or Stanford. Why can't you win at those schools? You know. So this is a, this is a, this is a pretty big this is a big test for Oregon State. Um, and I hope that they can come through with flying colors, even even with a loss. I mean, they may lose big, but if they lose with character and and they lose with with a decency in the class, then we will know what kind of what kind of team that that you that you have, especially at Oregon State. You know, another game that that everybody's talking about, FAU and Oklahoma. A lot of people are thinking this could be an upset. This could be an upset special. And da, 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 this is your upset special for you. Oklahoma, if they play defense, they'll win this game. Because with a guy like Kyler Murray, who's a who's a who's a multi sport guy, who very fast, very good arm, very mobile, can do a lot of things for you on the offensive side of the ball. If Oklahoma plays any kind of defense, they will win this game. But with the team that Lane Kiffin is putting together at, at, at FAU, with the likes of Kyle Davis who transferred from Auburn, uh, good luck to him. Uh, by the way, this season. Um, also, with the and and with the recruiting that he's done around Broward and Dade counties, um, he's out recruited Miami and he's out recruited Miami and and, and all the other um, Power Five conference teams to get some of that top talent. In, into FI, in the FAU 
This is this is big time for for FAU. If they want to make that next step, they want to move forward. They want to, you know, become that that measuring stick that that Boise has become. This is a game that they have to they have to show themselves in. This is a game they have to show that they can that they belong. I mean, in a win or a loss, if they can keep if they can play defense against a good against a good Oklahoma team, offensively. Oklahoma's going to score points. FAU, they can score points. It just depends on what Oklahoma defense you're going to get. If Oklahoma plays defense, Oklahoma wins the game. If FAU scores with Oklahoma and they get and they get that and they get at least two turnovers and a timely interception, there will be an upset. And that's why I'm picking FAU over Oklahoma because. There's a that defense was stingy last year, you know, in the top twenty in turnover Marshall, uh, in turnover ratio, um, and and also you know and 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 points off turnovers. So this is a good FAU team that can play defense, that can also play offense. And like I said, Oklahoma plays some semblance of defense. Oklahoma will win this game. But if they don't, which they don't really play in the in the pack in the Big Twelve, that could be trouble. With that being said, we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're gonna talk some other football or some other football games, and we're gonna talk some we're gonna talk some other things as well. Y'all stay tuned. Bingo, 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 bingo
a week. How you think I got these cars tricked? Cause I never sleep. I can tour around with bitches no more. A hundred niggas on them park on the floor. You can fuck it home, but I let her go. Cause you couldn't pop a leak deep throat. And I still sell the kale, nigga. Time to time. Still on my grind, even though. I done hit the... Crash on, boom, now, the 
the door charger. All the zikes on my neck and ribs. See me one of on my bed. I pee snakes on my mountain way. Don't come at me sideways. I knock your head across the stage. Some of the niggas try to take my life. All I felt with my heart song. Feel like I'm playing black off. Finna take a fuck, nigga. Nigga door off the bush. Better know G move aside. Had to calm myself down, dog. Worth a nigga one worth my time. Bro, nigga make me see. Think I need a better be a mouth. Come shitting on you nibbles. With this diarrhea flow. I'm always on my seat. Like an A and B on the road. The best thing I learned in school was keep my eyes on the child. I know make a pro nigga weak. I know make a pro nigga weak. I rush that money get weak. I rush that money get weak. If I ain't a fuck, I smoke. If I ain't a fuck, I smoke. If I ain't a fuck, I smoke. If I ain't a fuck, Take them all, make them borrow, reach off in their pockets, 
spin on you and a friend. Got a whole pack of Octomos and ready to cheat. It's easy to see. My eyes look like they VMAs. Gotta believe these strippers getting paid tonight. When it's time to leave, somebody get laid tonight. From Texas to Alabama, all the way to Atlanta. They sit on Michelin bottles and doing triple bananas. It's amazing to see. Let's shout and open the wide. Sit on five dollars and harness and drop one at a time. Got players standing in line just to get what they cheat. A lead band sing on soul like a tree full of leaves. Shake it off, shake it off, take it off. Got a body like a stallion horse. Make it bounce, kids and twenty flying in the air. Take them all, make them ball, reach off in their pockets and break you off. Shake it off, shake it off, take it off. Got a body like a stallion horse. Make it bounce, kids and twenty flying in the air. Take them all, make them ball or reach off in their pockets and break you all. From Magic the club looks deep in the south. Spin a bill, get a thrill, have a freaking you out. Smell like Georgia peaches, looking sweeter than Reese's Pieces. Them club bunnies, love money and getting blunted. Them thug hunters who addicted to drug money. Living life in the fast, just wide open and running. Peaking rings and figaros, sit on their necks. Couple gold for the grill, compromise to your check. Like a model, who let the genie at the bottle? Chance in the it if you broke it, like hitting the lotto. Make you wanna jump up on it by the way that she flown it. Up and down, round and round, steady squirrel like a pony. But girl, shake it off, shake it off, take it off. Got a body like a stallion horse. Make it bounce, kids and twenty flying in the air. Take them all, make them ball, reach off in their pockets and break you off. Girl, shake it off, shake it off. Let them fix it in. No pills, it's still limitless. 
recouping the true essence, the legends who passed on, live forever while we reminisce, true precision I give forever and never miss, signature sound like signing down on a dotted wish, seeing signs of you clown rappers on common shit, trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips. Copping medallions while my people starve I think the public getting blind to what honesty is I heard life is stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz Cause ain't it funny I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A lie where y'all liars rely on the same subject The drag swimming, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same bling The bed swinging, the Z's clinging the same dreams uh, A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings We up late again plotting on the same thing Low limit what the frame brings We up late as hell plotting on the same thing Plotting on the same Plotting on the same On the same thing Plotting on the same Plotting on the same A low limit what the frame brings. A low limit what the frame brings, yeah. A low limit what the frame brings, uh. Applying on the same things, yeah. We about to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things, yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell, plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same thing, trotting on the quest to with a guess, this what the fame brings. Come and be my guest, you can get blamed, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try stack up for the gen. Try snatch for the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rabbits turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my men, don't make you rap. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clip That the semi-automatic You can bet we bring the havoc Load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers Playing dress up You in the wrong sector Thought I'd tell you the rap game is not a pageant It's tragic Since a youngin' been bustin' bum to get out the gutter Avoiding trouble and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger I'm bustin' bubbles, waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog I'm heating up this summer, no more dreamin' Only action, me my team gon' make it happen We just schemin', strategizing. Why you guys are steady napping? Treasure my presence like pirate chest I'm spitting crack, release the cracking Kyle moving back and so I hope you rappers started packing Hey Getting evicted, and even claws know that the boys' bars are gifted. We making noise, neighbors might call the boys, they tripping. Might leave a sticky note with a message, you just missed the tape. We've been working hard, people never stop that hating. Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating. Early flights and elevators take me to my destination. 17 and getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet. Bent, bent, bent. It's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for 36 million, and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars, and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you notice somebody with no room? 
It just don't make sense to me. It don't. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. So excited. Talking some college football. You know, one of the one of the one of the intriguing questions of the week that, that will be answered is who will be the starting quarterback for the University of Alabama? I know Nick Saban has anointed both Jalen Hurts and and Tua Tagovailoa as co-starters and we both know that they're both going to get two drives apiece um, in the first four drives and whoever has that hot hand um, during that time um, that's who he will stay with now I'm actually looking at this and and I'm thinking this is this is a good idea at times but this could be a really bad idea because you have a guy in Jalen Hurts who 
25 and 2 as a starter. Or 26 and 2 as a starter. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the national championship game because he did start that game, even though he didn't finish it. He started it, so that means he got to win. 26 and 2 as a starter. You've thrown for close to 6,000 yards in your career. Well, I'm sorry, close to 7,000 yards in your career. You have over 40 touchdowns. And you have less than 10 interceptions in your career. Let's think about this here. You have close to 7,000 yards passing. Sorry, close to 6,000 yards. I'm sorry. I was I was right the first time. Close to 6,000 yards passing. You have over 40 touchdowns passing. You have less than 10 interceptions. I'm going to run it by you again. You have a true freshman that's come in. He threw three touchdowns in the, in the national championship game, including the game winner. He's not even a first-team All-SEC quarterback. That's Drew Locke. He's not a second-team SEC quarterback. That would be Jared Stidham. He's not even a third-team quarterback, which would be Jake Fromm of Georgia. Why would you anoint a quarterback? Yes, I know that he – I get it. Yes, I know that that Tua is, is a supreme talent. He is. He really is. I mean, there's no, there's no going about that. But when you have a guy like Jalen Hurts who does not turn over the ball, who does not make mistakes – He's not going to put his team in a bad spot. He probably won't put the ball downfield like you want him to. The guy's got a strong arm. Kind of handcuff him a little bit because you say that he's not making the plays that he should be making. And then you have guys like Kirk Herbstreet and Dre Galloway who basically have anointed two of the next coming like he's Jesus or something. Did I fail to mention that he hasn't started a game in, in college football as of yet? Did I fail to mention that this is a guy who did things in mop-up duty? Yes, he threw three touchdowns in the national championship game. But not one game defines your career. And that's what the Alabama fans are not looking at. Mac Jones is a good quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. If you're not so sure about what's going on, I'm going to say it just like this. You could potentially damage what you have with Jalen Hurts if you put two in. Here's why I say that. When you put a guy like Jalen Hurts in there, like you did in that first game of Jerry's World, over Blake Barnett, and he shines, nothing 
nothing rattled him. Nothing rattles him. Nothing does in any sort. He leads you to two national championship games. He plays his butt off in both those games. But you have a guy like Tua who comes off the bench, has the pulse of the team, knows you need a spark, and that's what happens. Okay. Can he do that from week one in a new season as a as a sophomore? Can he do it? Will he do it? We'll see. We will definitely see. And these are two guys who just put their heads down and just keep pushing forward. With Jalen, Jalen's in an enviable task right now. If he sat down, does he leave school? Does he transfer? Think about this. Jalen Hurts transfers. Let's think about this for a minute. Jalen Hurts transfers. He's a junior. He transfers after game one. Leaves school, transfers. He's a, he's scheduled to graduate in December. Which means, technically, if he leaves school, this could be his redshirt year. He can go into a school immediately and have two years to play and play from the jump. Now, if he leaves during the season, enrolls somewhere, graduates, sits out the year, that means he has three seasons to play too. The man is in a good spot. He's in a very good spot. And with the new transfer rules that are in effect right now, he could take advantage of that. And I don't think his father, Varian Hurts, was very, very, very far out of line when he said the things that he said. But I do think that Jalen's earned the right to be the man out of Alabama. He's earned that right. Tua's earned that right. It's just a matter of who you trust the most. That's the way I feel about it. Moving forward. Oh, yeah, by the way, Alabama's going to win that game big, but, you know, against Louisville. Louisville's breaking out a new quarterback. So, I mean, Louisville's a pretty good team, but, I I mean, I don't think that they're going to be as good without Lamar Jackson, without that great secondary that they had last year. Um, they were good, but they're, they're not as good as they, as they, as they could be. So, I, I, like, I like Alabama big in this game. Joe Burrow is going to start for LSU against against Miami. This is an intriguing matchup as well because you have two teams with two head coaches who know each other very well. And not only do they know each other very well, but 
they've coached against each other a couple of times as defensive coordinators, as head coaches, as and you know, as a defensive coordinator against him as an offensive coordinator. So this is a good matchup. I wonder how the new quarterback's gonna pan out from Miami. You know, you have no more Brad Kaya. Fun fact about Brad Kaya. You do you know who his mother did you know that his mother was Felicia from the original Friday movie? Yeah, the one that they told everybody about Felicia. Yeah, that's his mama. Anyway, getting back on tangent. This is a big year for for LSU. You lose Noel Narcisse. You lose another quarterback. You have a guy in Joe Joe Burrow who comes over from Ohio State, wins the job outright. Is he as good as – is he as good? Yes. Brandon Haskins is a great great young player, great young talent. But you're going to see a lot of Tate Martell. You're going to see Tate Martell play a lot for Ohio State. I, I just got that feeling. And if Tate Martell wants to be at that next level, Tate Martell may have to move the receiver. He's got the speed. He's got he's got all the intangibles to be a great receiver. He's also got all the intangibles to be a great quarterback as well. So look at Brandon Haskins. We look at, look at Tate Martell. And we'll, we'll talk about Ohio State shortly, but – Looking at Joe Burrow, the way that he played in that spring game was was, was outstanding. The way that he played in the, in, in the fall practices for LSU, according to Ed Odron, according to according to other players, and according to some of the things I've read, he has been lights out. So, with in that regard, so we look at Miami, and we look at look at Miami. Mark Rift is a quarterback whisperer in a sense. He's had some he's had some great quarterbacks. He's had the Matthew Staffords. He's had he's had the Matthew Staffords. He's had the Aaron Murrays. He he had a kid um um he's had Joe he's had Joe Cox who we brought in. He's had um he had DJ Shockley for a little while, even though he was even though he wasn't recruited by by Mark Ricks. He was he was there for a little bit. Um everywhere that, and, and all the times that Mark Ricks has had has had players has you know, he's had guys. You know you had a pretty good you had a pretty good court you had a pretty good quarterback in Jake Fromm. You had a quarterback a pretty a really good quarterback in Jacob Beeson. Um now you've got two quarterbacks, and once again, there's another dilemma for Georgia as well. Um, you know, you know, at Georgia, you know, but we'll talk about Georgia shortly as well. But we're looking at we're looking at a new quarterback for for Miami, and we're looking at the defense at LSU. Defense has improved. You know, what are they going to do without without the likes of? Of the Leonard Fournette's, and you know, we we saw that you know last year when Darius guys broke onto the scene, we saw Darius guys leave leave early and go to the draft this year. 
So, what kind of running game does does LSU have? We all we all know that they're going to have an improve uh, improve offensive line. We all know that they're going to have they're always going to have the great defenses. The one question that everybody wants to know is, can you have that improved quarterback play? You have not seen good quarterback play at LSU since Zach Mettenberger left. I mean that's the truth. And even before then, you weren't seeing you you were you were seeing shoddy performances. You know whether it was from Jordan Jefferson, you know after Matt Mock, or you had um, um, even even performances last year with Danny Etling weren't weren't all great. But also Danny Etling was hurt too, so you can't put that all on him as well. LSU Miami, this is gonna be a good game to watch. I'm for going to watch it because I want to see what the new quarterback's going to do. I want to see what Joe Burrow does against a ball hawking secondary that did not lose many people. Miami did not lose many people out of that secondary. They didn't lose many people off their off their defense at all either. So we look at this from a standpoint of a fan. Who do you go with? Do you go with the team that's closest to home? And the team that's closest to home is LSU. That's why I'm going with LSU. They are a field goal favorite. I, I like I like I like LSU by field goal as well. But I would not be surprised if LSU actually opens it up with Joe Burrow, let him throw the ball around the yard, let him play let him play his game. Would not be surprised at that. Moving forward. We know we're going to have new quarterbacks at Nebraska. Nebraska is going to start a new, new quarter, new, a true freshman quarterback for the first time ever in, in Martinez. Um, USC is going to start a new going to start a, 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 a true freshman quarterback as well. Um, and this is the third true freshman quarterback that they've started in the last 10 years. You know, imagine that. I mean, we've had some anointed guys, especially the modern day guys that you, that you've had that's come through, that's come through USC, you know, the Matt Liners, the Matt Barkleys. Now that next line, that next guy up, JT Daniels, who should be a senior this year, should be a high school senior, reclassified himself for 2018 as he's already graduated high school and was going to be taking college classes early. So he comes in in the springtime, um, could not participate in spring, but he did participate in fall workouts and looking at JT Daniels, looking at looking at the way that he that he played there with Amon Ross St. Brown. This is a really good quarterback, really young quarterback. In that bowl he's in that he's in that that's he's not quite a Sam Darnold. He's not that tall. He's about six one. He's got an excellent arm, which he kind of reminds. He's a guy that kind of reminds me a lot of. If I had to pick, if I had to pick a quarterback that he kind of reminds me a lot of, and with the with the way that he played, with the way that he is cerebral, um, in his approach, JT Daniels reminds me a lot of. He reminds me a lot of of a. I mean, dare I say, he reminds me a lot of of a of a Chase Daniel. 
reminds me a lot of reminds me a lot of of a um of a Drew Brees. I mean, because he, like I said, he's not as tall. He's nowhere near as tall. Wow. <laughs> he's nowhere near as tall. He's you know, he's he's not that prototypical height height weight guy. But what he brings to the table is he brings a strong arm, he brings he brings something different to the table. That's what makes that's what makes this this such an intriguing prospect for, for everybody. And with the receivers that are, that are that have come back for for uh USC, I would not be surprised if JT Daniels has a pretty good year and becomes a better quarterback because of it. I mean, we look at Matt Barkley and look at the way he improved from year one to year three. And also we look at we look at other players around him, you know, the running back situation there. I mean, you're gonna play with three running backs. You're gonna play you're gonna have a lights out defense. US season is set up for set up for success. And with J T Daniels can this be a successful year? Can they win ten or more games? Well, they'll win week one, but can we win later in the season? Can we see them win big games over and over and over again? I say so. So, I mean that that's that's a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch as well. Um, Ole Miss, Texas Tech. This is gonna be a fun and intriguing game because you got wide open you got wide open SEC offense with Tamu with Jordan Tamu at quarterback for Ole Miss. Texas Tech um got a got a plethora of good quarterbacks there. Don't know who's gonna be starting for them as of yet. Um have they have not announced who they're starting. Um but with Texas Tech the question is, is that question is for Texas Tech is can they play defense? Um, they were dead last in all statistical categories in the pack in the Big Twelve last year uh, defensively, and this has essentially put head coach Cliff Kingsbury on the, on the hot seat. In my opinion, I think he's on the hot seat. I think that he's you know. He's one more five and seven year away from being gone, but I think because he's he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of Texas Tech. I think his leash is a little bit longer than most than most think. But if I was a picking man in this game, a twelve o'clock game, NRG Stadium, Houston, Texas, I, I I'd be picking Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss the way that they the way that they play defense. I like Ole Miss their receivers. AJ Brown is 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 a is a beast. Um, Jordan Tamu, when after Shea Patterson went down, and with the whole controversy there, you know the loyalty he's he's shown to stay to stay at Ole Miss under Matt Luke. Matt Luke is not a bad coach. Matt Luke is a is a Mississippi guy through and through, and I wish nothing but the best for Ole Miss. Um, but I, I think Ole Miss can win this game. I think Ole Miss will win this game. Um, it's just they got to get stops. 
and they got to score. They can't score. They can't score field goals with touchdowns. And Texas Tech can't do this. Can't um, in that same regard. Can't do the same thing either. So, with that being said, I like Ole Miss in this game, and I like Ole Miss. And I like Ole Miss by a touchdown. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Um, thirty-seven thirty. I think uh, thirty-eight thirty-one. Yeah, thirty-eight thirty-one. That just sounds better than thirty-seven thirty. Let's go thirty-eight thirty-one. Bigger question is at, at Clemson. Clemson's number two in the nation. You know who's going to play quarterback for Clemson this year? We know Kelly Bryant will be the starter this week, but Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to be on the bench very long. I think one mistake by Kelly Bryant, and they're going to hear the anointing of Trevor Lawrence. That, that that that's that's just the bottom line. Trevor Lawrence is probably heads and shoulders above where anybody is in their development for for Ole Miss this year. And and I say that because this guy's got one of the most impeccable arms, and he's got arm strength out this world. And seeing him play, seeing him play the number of years I've seen him play in the state of Georgia, Georgia high school football, two-time state champion, two-time state player of the year, three-time All-State, all-time leading passer uh, in the state of Georgia, overtaking fellow Clemson, fellow Clemson alum, Deshaun Watson, also most touchdowns in the state, also held by one Deshaun Watson. Um, so you, you kind of look at at what Clemson has. Clemson has three quarterbacks that can play. Chase Bryson is going to play. He can play. Kelly Bryant, we know, can play. And Trevor Lawrence, we know, can play. So you got three quarterbacks that can play, three quarterbacks that can ball out. You lose one quarterback who transferred transferred out, uh, Hunter Johnson, who was probably one of the better quarterbacks, also came in that same class as Chase Bryce, that 2016 class, the 2017 class, I'm sorry. So look at that class. We look at no, – I'm sorry, this 2016 class. Look at that class and and just look and see what you have – what you had in that class. You had – Elite eleven quarterbacks in that class, probably probably one of the deepest classes that we've seen on paper in a very long time. Um, so that being said, Clemson's got Clemson's got three great quarterbacks, two two elite eleven alums, and and Kelly Bryant, who could have been an elite eleven guy, but you know wasn't chosen. They're in a good situation. They're in a great situation. Any one of those guys go down, you plug in the next man, and they're going to be just as good, just as good. So, I mean, and you'll see all three quarterbacks play against Furman. You know, Furman down, right down the road, smallest enrollment in all of Division One athletics, a um, little under 3,000 kids go to school, undergraduates. Um, I think it's like 5,000 total that go to Furman. So that, that, that tells you a lot about about the size of school there. Um, who's ready to see Georgia Tech's new 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 home jersey? Okay, who's ready to see Georgia Tech's second home jersey? Who's ready to see Georgia Tech play in those ugly Adidas uniforms that 
really look like the Russell Athletic uniforms that they've worn in the past. Never mind. Just never mind. They play Alcorn State. Alcorn State can run up the score on them a little bit. But I really think that Georgia Tech's gonna win the game. I think they I think nobody can stop that, that triple option attack. Even though it looks ancient, barbaric and archaic, you know, it is what it is. So, that being said. Moving forward. One of the one of the one of the the questions that I have in regards to what's going to happen with Washington State and Wyoming is who's going to start a quarterback for for Washington State. The next guy up that was going to play was Tyler Helinski. Tyler Helinski unfortunately took his life. Um. During during the Christmas holidays, and now he's got a little brother who is just as good, was an elite eleven quarterback, on his way to the Big Ten as well. Can play. Will we see a missing man formation for for Washington State on the road, or will they save that for for the home opener next week? All those are good questions. This Wyoming team looked really, really good. Shout out to T-Rex. He just walked into the studio, and now he's walking back out. He just saluted everybody, and he said he loves everybody as well. Shout out to Connie. He said he loves you too. So, um, love you too, brother. Moving forward, you know one of the, and we we talk about one of the intriguing matchups of the week is that top ten matchup between Washington and and Auburn. Uh, we all know that Washington has a, has a really stiff defense. Um, the secondary is probably one of the best secondaries in the nation. Um, Auburn, you know, gave up thirty five sacks last year, but eighteen of those. Oh, I'm sorry. Almost 20 of those sacks came within the first seven games of the season. So we look at that. We look at that stat. So that stat's kind of a little bit of an inflamed stat. Jared Stidham is now the unquestioned leader of this team. He's the, he's the number one guy. The one thing that a lot of people want to know is how many yards is, is this guy going to going to rush going to pass for. I, for one, think he's going to be a four thousand yard passer. I also think, for one, that 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 um that Auburn's going to have a thousand yard rusher. And not that I think they're going to have a thousand yard rusher, but I think they're going to have a couple thousand yard receivers as well. I mean, with Darius Slayton coming in, with Darius Slayton coming back, um, Ryan Davis coming back. You know, then you got some, you got some really good, and you also have have Will Hastings who will be back in the middle of the year after knee surgery, um, and then you also have Shedrick Jackson, the, the nephew of Bo, Matthew Hill, exciting true freshman from Brookwood High School in Snellville, Georgia, 
Um, I'm just, I'm so excited to see this receiving core and what they're going and what they're going to bring to the table at at, U, at, at Auburn. I'm also excited to see what we're going to see from the, that three-headed monster at running back. We know Booby Whitlow is going to be the starting running back. We know that we want to. I want to see what he's going to bring to the table in regards to in regards to his talent, the supreme talent from from my area of the woods, Lafayette, Alabama, um, not too far away from me. But I just I, I'm really wanting to see how he meshes well with Jerry Stidham. How Jerry Stidham's going to run that offense? How Jerry Stidham's going to Going to change blocking schemes and all and all this. This is a very good litmus test for him with a good Washington secondary and a very very good Washington front seven. A lot of people are picking Washington to beat Auburn, and those people that are picking Washington to beat to beat uh, Auburn are those who just don't like big, just don't like SEC schools like the Joel Class and the Bruce Feldmans and things and people like that. So. I love I love this matchup between Jake Browning and and and, and Jerry Stidham. Very similar in the way that they play. Their approaches to their approaches to the game are very are very similar. They're very they're very strong arm guys. They're very cerebral. They're very athletic. They're both very very underrated athletically. Both could have been. I know Jerry Stidham was was the number one dual threat quarterback in the nation uh, coming out of high school, but He's a pocket passer who can who can move, who's at deceptive speed, and can move for for a guy six three, two twenty. Jake Browning's the same way, and Jake Browning, if it, he's a guy, like I said, he, like I said, you can put he and J T Daniels in, in a box. Yes, similar is going to be different because of experience, but looking at them both. You see the kind of talent that they both have. So that being said, who do I think will win the game between Auburn and Washington? I like the front seven of Auburn. They're gonna get after it. They look nasty. They 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 look nasty throughout the spring. They look nasty in the fall. This offensive line is is much better than than people think. Caleb Kim. Uh, Mill Creek, Mill Creek High School product uh, is the starting center. That offensive line is going to be absolutely, absolutely lights out. You're going to see some nasty road graders there. You're also going to see some great pass blocking. You're also going to see some great touchdowns being thrown. Um, do not be surprised if you see Matthew Hill and and Javar and and, and Booby Whitlow back returning kicks, punts, whatever have you. You're going to see a lot of that a lot of that this year. Um, so, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. And, and I'm, and I'm very happy. I'm going to be able to, to, um, to watch this game. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy and I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. You know, can, can Auburn put that second win against us, against the top, against the top, uh, 10 team in the opening game of the season? Can they, can they, can they, Live up to the hype of a number nine ranking. Can can Washington be that potential playoff team that a lot of people are anointing them to be? 
These are all questions that will be asked on Saturday. Good Auburn team, good Washington team. You know, the coaching matchups are all the same as well. I mean, you look at you look at Gus Malzahn, you look at Chris Peterson. Similarities are there, but the differences are always there too. You know, Gus Malzahn's been to a national championship. Washington's been to Chris Peterson, been on the mountaintops, won three Fiesta Bowls. You know, so won three Fiesta Bowls and also uh, has taken Washington to the playoffs. So this is a good Washington team against a good Auburn team. This is a litmus test for both. This will jumpstart their playoff runs, whoever wins this game. It will jumpstart them in a way that that we've that we've never seen. And I'm very excited to watch this game. Very excited. But who do I who do I think will win this game? I think Auburn will win this game. I think Auburn will win pulling away. To be honest with you, I think they've got. I think they've got. They've got a, the secondaries are so similar. I like Jamel Dean on one side. I like John Broussard on the other side. John Broussard's going to be playing a little bit of safety. He's going to be playing a little bit of of, um, of nickel. Going to be playing a little bit of, of corner. So you're going to see him on the field a lot. You know, there's no replacing Carlson Davis. You know, he was shut down corner last year, but you know, I like I like what we have in the secondary. Like the front seven. Love the front seven. I think that front seven is probably going to be one of the best front sevens in all the SEC. I also think it's going to be probably one of the best front sevens in all the country. That being said, I just think that I think Auburn will win this game. I, I would say 27-14. Um, I would not be surprised if it's 34-17. Um, so I, I, I for one, think it's, gonna, it's not going to be that phone booth type game like everybody else thinks it is. I think it's going to be a little wide open. I think that Auburn can make it wide open by the way that they play. So, ah. football is upon us, guys, and I'm so excited to be talking football with you guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick session break. We're gonna be right back. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Y'all stay tuned. You know what I did All them damn lost like we can't fucking win All this damn pain, what we fucking gain Yeah, we try so hard, but it remain the same Yeah, I done cried so many times Praying that I make it on this damn ride Praying that I make it on this damn ride I done cried so many times When Shay died, yeah, it hurt my heart I ain't go to school for about three days Andrew died, oh my God Fat got shot, oh my Lord Rest in peace to every nigga that don't die, yeah I ain't going for none, I'm up this fire, yeah I can't hear my mama out here crying Bitch, I gotta make it on this ride, yeah They say pray for whatever you want and you'll receive it You know how much money and people we lost No matter how much you try, you can't get them back, no Ain't that shit whack, dawg I don't respect to, you know what I did. 
All them damn lost like we can't fucking win All this damn pain when we fucking gain Yeah, we try so hard, but it remain the same Yeah, I done cried so many times Praying that I make it on this damn ride Praying that I make it on this damn ride I done cried so many times Shit, too many tears, I can't even cry I've been popping pills and I've been getting high Mama say she see the pain, I can't need hide it My little homeboy just came home and called another boss Shell catchers, got revivals, I've been going through a lot of problems Drake goes, glock this hit they block with number choppers Where I'm from, had to beat the odds, baby This shit got hard, baby, had to talk to God, baby Who You remember when I said in jail, mama Got some shit up on my mind, I'll never tell mama Little nigga mad, cause his bitch got took Shit ain't come easy, took a risk out all them rich got took, you know what I did All them damn lost like we can't fucking win All this damn pain, what we fucking gain Yeah, we try so hard, but it remain the same Yeah, I done cried so many times Praying that I make it on this damn ride Praying that I make it on this damn ride I done cried so many times
taking dividends. Yo, girl, giving in. Pass it to my homeboys and they played her like an instrument. Play, played her like an instrument. Play, played her like an instrument. I wasn't gon' do it, but she said that she wasn't do it. Now I'm kicking, just thinking, pulling bitches like it's my mission. Making artists give out like a bad transmission. Got a real clean flow, don't make it turn dirty. I'm a real fly dude, Joe crew, domestic turkey. <laughs> Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Talking some football week one. So excited to talk about college football. So glad it's back. The most wonderful time of the year. But that means I got to say goodbye to summer. I don't want to say goodbye to summer. That means that the long day is going to be over with. Boo. But that means that football is going to be flying in the air. That means that... Marching bands are going to be marching. That means that cheerleaders are going to be cheering and those beautiful women in those short little skirts. Yeah, buddy. But anyway, getting back to to everything, man, we're going to wrap everything up, man. We're going to wrap everything up. Um, and in closing, man, I just want to say this, and, and, and I, want, I want everybody to, to really listen to what I'm saying when I say this. You only have one life to live, man. If you're going to live it, live it to the full. Don't be afraid to to fail because failure is always going to be there. When you fail, get back up, get back on the horse, try it again. Because that's what life is. Life is going to be a whole bunch of failures. And you're going to have some success. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna lose more than you win. But if you keep pressing on, you keep putting the keep putting your head down and pressing forward, everything's gonna work out for you. That's the whole that's the whole thing about PJ Flex row the boat. It's not just a mantra, it's not just just a saying. It's a mantra. It's a way of life. You're looking at the past because you don't want to go back there when you wrote. Play your back's always to the future. You never know what the future's going to hold. Life is not promising to us. When obstacles are put in your way, you find a way to combat it. You find a way to beat it. You find a way to win. Life is a short time. Make sure that you tell somebody that you love them. Because you never know when that last time is going to be. Don't go to bed mad at your husbands. Don't go to bed mad at your wives, girlfriends, boyfriends. Tell them that you love them even though you're still mad at them. Argue in the morning. And then kiss her. Tell her everything's going to be all right. 
at night. Don't be afraid to tell people you love them because when you can tell somebody that you love them, that means that you're human. That means that you you have a heart. That means that you have something in you that's not steel. That's not not anything. So, go home tonight. Give your loved ones a hug and tell them I'm glad to be in your life. Because you never know. You never know. Rest in peace, Trey. Wendy, keep your head up. And hope everybody has a great week. Let's go tailgating. Not only concerned with what's happening right now, but with your legacy as well. Um, what is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind? That I changed the world and I have fun doing it. We all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Hey, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Right? I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got yeah. The way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface inside, I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens, but drawing my inspiration from Rage Against the Machine. Son as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme. Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Run it. Let's take it back to 09. 
Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back with Cuddy was the soundtrack Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe I'm kicking back with my people, I swear it's all that I need Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees I'll tell you there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition Introduce them what's missing, the young minds that are lifted I throw myself on the road of living by higher means This just the sound of me getting after my dreams, run it Born a king who 